How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with Alex and Aiden. <laughs> Guys, this spring training game is something of an NFL score. Yankees averaging more points in their spring training opener than the New York Giants and Jets did this past regular season. So I think we're starting off on a, hard, on a hot note. And, you know, Ryan and I were just recently discussing this on the podcast. The Yankees have refused to trade Spencer Jones. And my friends, if you watched this game today or followed along, you now understand why he did not... <laughs> hit a ball under 101.7 miles per hour. His first spring training at bat was a home run, had multiple RBI singles. This guy looks all the makeup of a superstar if he keeps growing in, and the potential is certainly there. Of course, too soon to call it, way too soon to tell, but it's certainly a hell of a good start for Jones. And a lot of these players, we're going to talk about it. The Yankees right now, it's the bottom of the ninth inning, and it's 22-6. to six. Let me rephrase that. The Yankees just gave Detroit the spanking of their lives. And I, I think, honestly, Detroit might want to call it right now in the season because that is absolutely abysmal from their perspective. I mean, half the roster is probably going to get cut after that game. But, Aiden, how are you feeling today after this obvious uh, demolition and the offense came to play some big performances? We'll discuss those. But, you know, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's It's so great that spring training is back, even though we're not – able to watch the game we're still able to watch the game feed we're able to see stack cast da data at the very least which is kind of all i need to know like okay like are these prospects hitting the ball well and my god spencer jones went on a tear today he didn't even start the game but he still went three for three with two singles and a home run uh four rbis i'll just read out each of his batted balls all three of them 111.4 miles per hour, 109.2 miles per hour, and 101.7 miles per hour. That is ridiculous. I know it's early. This guy's still, you know, probably got to play some more games in AA and AAA, but my goodness, he looks like the phenom prospect that he is. He, you know, people get mad when they, when us Yankee fans are making the lefty Aaron Judge comp. It's it's right there in front of us. Good fielder, tall, very tall. He's six seven. We saw him in person at the Pinstripe Pride event. That man is a enormous, enormous, and he has a beautiful swing. He has a swing similar to Judge's, and I don't know how you can't be excited about this right now. I I tweeted just about an hour ago that the Yankees have Aaron Judge and Juan Soto, and they're looking to extend Juan Soto for probably the rest of his career. They have Jason Dominguez back on the way, who tore it up when he came up to the bigs last year, looked like the prospect he was promised, and now they, they have Spencer Jones on the way. He's the lefty Aaron Judge. This is developing into something special, Alex. You know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen to Giancarlo Stanton's job if all four of those guys are going to be playing, but it's just, it's an absolutely ridiculous, it, it, the vibes are high right now. That's all I can say, and just... Even outside of Jones, it's been super exciting. I mean, Trent Grisham hit that absolute moonshot that we saw, 111.5 miles per hour off the bat. That's the hardest hit ball of his career. Those, those are some good signs. Augustin Ramirez with some hard hit balls. Yorbit Vivas, that's really exciting. Another a, a tank job by him. I mean, uh, it's, it's hard to not feel good about this team right now. Uh, I mean, how can you not after a 2020... 22 to 6 win. So, I mean, I'm just, just trying to go through the box score and I can't even count out the RBIs. Alex, how are you how are you feeling about what's kind of developing with the Yankees core right now? How do you feel about, you know, such a routing and what this means for the team going forward? 
Well, I'll start with this. Um, we haven't even seen Judge or Soto play yet, and the Yankees just delivered the pounding of the century uh, to Detroit. So, you know, you, you, you kind of think about it. The Yankees haven't used their best players. Today was mostly reserves, backups, prospects, and then Volpe mixed in between. Um, and by the way, Volpe looked pretty good today, too. Lee had a, had a single, um, you know, had some nice moments, RBI. You know, hitting in the leadoff spot, so some some early signs of progress there. Like you mentioned, Trent Grisham with an absolute monster shot. That one angle uh, from the first base side, oh my goodness, the contact he made on that. That and like you said, the hardest hit baseball of his career. Whatever the Yankees are doing to teach him, you know, changing his mentality, changing his fundamentals a bit to get more loft on the baseball, capitalize on that short right portion Yankee Stadium. It's gonna work, man. This guy's gonna be a really good depth piece for us. And listen. When you're talking about depth pieces, it's nice to have a two-time Gold Glove winning outfielder as a depth piece. That's not usual. That's not normal. And then if he can even hit his, you know, at for average, you know, just be a good supplementary outfielder, it's going to be astronomically different than what we saw last year. We had Franchi Cordero wasting away at bats at times, and Isaiah Kyer-Falefa surviving, uh, Billy McKinney running, Bowers doing whatever Bowers does, you know, and, and these guys are no longer on the Yankees anymore, my friends. This is a different team with a different mindset, a different mentality, and a different outlook. Um, this is something special here. So, you know, a couple other things to note. Everson Pereira, um, you know, he had a hit today. Uh, Rojas had two RBIs and a hit. Luis Torrens, backup catcher, DH today, had two hits, two RBIs and a homer. Uh, Augustin Ramirez, we've talked about him extensively this offseason. He had a hit and a walk. Oscar Gonzalez had a hit um, and an RBI. Ben Rice, a guy that we love here at Fireside Yankees, had two walks and two RBIs and a hit and a run. He was all over the place. Uh, Caleb Durbin, you know, someone you may not have heard of uh, recently, but he's like a five foot six second baseman. Dude has like a 5% strikeout rate. Really solid prospect with upside there. And then you said Yorbit Vivas, of course, with the moonshot. Two, ar- two walks, um, two runs. You know, he was all over the place. The Yankees looked excellent today, my friends. Um, you know, the, the offensive upside of this team is substantial. The prospects, and, and what's beautiful about it, you kind of said it right before the podcast started here, the timing of all this, how the timing of the prospects accumulating and getting to the point where they're all ready to make an impact in the MLB is now coming to fruition. You know, Spencer Jones, Andy Martino, or is it John Morosi? I think it was Morosi actually tweeted out during the game that he thinks that we could see Spencer Jones by the halfway point in the season. That would be kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know where he'd play unless it was injuries or inconsistencies. You might as well just keep him in AAA or wherever, just getting some reps and at-bats and have him not rotting on the bench. But if the Yankees need him and he's ready, he'll be the call-up. Like, he will get that chance. And right now, I'm thinking Everson Pereira is a guy that becomes trade bait pretty quickly with Dominguez and and Jones kind of uh, gathering more value here. As for the pitching, Luis Heal uh, gave up two earned runs and a homer. That's three strikeouts over two innings. You know, he was a little inconsistent. This is the first time he's really pitched in a while. Um, so I'm, you know, not really looking that much into it. Clayton Beater gave up two runs or two earned runs and um, had three Ks over two innings. So, you know, something there. Uh, but otherwise, the pitching was, eh, it, it wasn't great. But I will say this, the offense did more than enough to quiet any concerns. Um, you know, is there anyone that really stood out to you? What, what are your thoughts on Ben Rice specifically? Because I know that's a guy we've talked about. You know, you've discussed on other podcasts, on social media, a guy that we love here. Where do you see his role developing as spring training kind of progresses here? I think, I mean, uh, as far as it goes today, he had, I believe, he had two RBIs today and two at-bats. Uh, I believe it was a two RBI single, but... Um, you know, what his role could develop, what it could develop into uh, over the spring. I think the Yankees are trying to see 
how he can fit on this roster, you know, at some point throughout the year, whether that's behind the plate or maybe a backup first baseman. I, I, I think it's hard for the team to not be excited about his bat because he absolutely tore it up in double A last year. So I think the Yankees are just like, hey, show us what you got, you know, tear it up this spring and make a case to come up at some point this year because he's, he seems like he could be ready to come up. And, you know, if Anthony Rizzo is coming off of the team next year, say he's coming off the books, Ben Rice might be a good replacement for that. Now, it would be sad to see Rizzo go. I love Anthony Rizzo, but, you know, Ben Rice is promising. You got six years of control on him once his clock starts. So it, it, it's like we talk about these prospects, Alex. Like we talk about Dominguez. We talk about Jones and how exciting all these guys are. And it's it, it, sometimes you forget like there, there are other prospects like Ben Rice and Yorbit Vivas who could be ready to come up and make an impact on this team this year. I think it's, I, I don't need not even see that Morosi said that Jones could be up in the middle of the year. Like the Yankees have this young core developing and it's something that they've been missing for years. The Yankees have always had the boppers on offense, but they've never really been homegrown. They, they've never really been developed in the farm, but something has shifted in their philosophy over the past couple years and the young guys in the farm are performing and they look like they can make an impact on this team. I'm I'm really excited because I think that is the model to success in the MLB. You see the Dodgers, they have a ton of homegrown talent on their team while still spending a bunch of money on free agents. They're able to go and spend on guys like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Yamamoto. They're able to do that. And how did I even forget? Otani. They're able to do that. They're able to spend that money on massive free agents all the time because they're able to supplement the rest of their roster with homegrown talent. That's legit talent. It's the same thing with the Astros. Astros. Now, the Astros spend less, but they have a constant pipeline of talent coming up from the farm. And I think this is a sign that the Yankees have maybe finally found the key to that. Now, it's just one game, of course, but we've... We watched the farm, you know, turn into something special over last year and spring training. We're going to start seeing more results of that. And I think we'll still see those results throughout this throughout the season. I mean, even even the pitchers we can be excited about. We're going to be seeing Chase Hampton soon. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get a lot of good looks at Will Warren over spring training and probably throughout the season, too. I, I, I think you know, the, the Yankees want this guy to make an impact on the major league roster, something like the sixth starter. Um, Luis Heal, you know, he had a brief, brief couple of games with the Yankees before he got injured. But, you know, even today as, you know, his, the home run he gave up was a little discouraging and he, he gave up a couple walks, but, you know, in just two innings of work, he generated 10 swings and misses and had three strikeouts. That's, that's a pretty good day. I mean, for the most part, he was just throwing his fastball. Um, you know, they're still working on a third pitch for him. I believe that he's still working on that slider, but his fastball looked great. Apparently, he was he was topping out at like 97, I think maybe 98. So that's a good sign for him. I don't know if maybe the Yankees see him as a spot starter or the sixth starter down the line, or maybe he's maybe he's a couple innings relief guy. But I I think they have something valuable in heel there. Um, Clayton Beater, you just hope he keeps on developing. You and you and just Gomez, they both had had some work today. Beater had three strikeouts. That's a great sign, despite two earned runs. Gomez two earned two earned runs too, uh, but still had a strikeout. You know, 
it, we won't see amazing results all the time from pitchers in spring training because they're more just working on their stuff. They're working on their command. They're trying out new pitches or like you're going to see a ton of fastballs early on coming from pitchers. Um, just Carlos Rodon and Marcus Stroman tomorrow. I would expect a lot of fastballs from them. Um, you know, uh, we, we would hope to see that Rodon is working on his secondary pitches. Uh, like hopefully his slider still looks good. I, t- I told Ryan uh, in an episode this morning that I would like to see him work in his changeup or his curveball more and see if he's refined those over the course of the season or the offseason because a third pitch is something he's missing. And if he's figured out his command and he's figured out, you know, the issues from last year and he's coming on a healthy slate, you know, if he has a third pitch, he could be something special. And that's something I think is the key to the Yankees' success this year. So, Ryan, or Alex apologies so used to referring to ryan what are you looking for out of uh stroman and rodan tomorrow what are you looking for you know out of the two games from the offense tomorrow i we don't know who's going to be playing where quite yet but we do know that juan soda will be playing at george steinbrenner field against the blue jays on the yes network so what are you looking for in the games tomorrow well, I'm just looking forward to seeing Soto, um, you know, batting for the Yankees and obviously Judge getting back in the mix here. So, you know, the truth is that's the, the, the most imperative part of, you know, what you asked is the pitching. Rodon, um, you know, seeing these guys work through the, their process, stay healthy, don't overdo it. I'm not expecting much of them. I'm expecting maybe an inning, two innings maximum. They're going to take those guys out, evaluate, see how they feel, um, making sure that those guys are operating at peak capacity. So really I'm looking to the pitching. Um, that's the most important thing. Obviously you want to see some of these offensive guys get involved and, you know, it's always fun watching Soto and Judge. But, you know, guys, always happy to hear perspectives down below in the YouTube comment section. Your thoughts on this game. I think it ended up being 22-7. to 7. I don't think it matters what Detroit scored. It was never going to be even close to 22. So we're really, really excited about this win to open up spring training. The vibes are immaculate. We're feeling fantastic. The prospects are hitting. Spencer Jones is mashing. Trent Grisham is killing it. We love to see it. We love to start off spring training this way and hopefully a lot more positive and good days like this to come. So make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.